Rickon Financial presents Kickin' with the Rickens, Redefining Retirement. Jerry Rickon and Heidi Rickon Provost want to help you reach the retirement you deserve. Let's build a strategy that gives you the confidence while meeting your financial wants and needs. Meet the team at rickandfinancial.com. Now, Kickin' with the Rickens. Welcome back to Kickin' with the Rickens, Redefining Retirement Podcast. More information at rickandfinancial.com. Coming up, the importance of relationships and what's on the mind of the families that you serve. Jerry Rickon, Heidi Rickon Provost, how y'all doing? Hey, we're doing great. Mark, how you doing, buddy? I've got beautiful day. It is, define beautiful oh, yeah. in your world. What is beautiful to you when it's negative seven degrees? Is that beautiful for you? You know what? It is. The sun is shining. It's another beautiful day to be alive. So every day is a holiday. We're here to celebrate. You know, Mark, and I've always said every day is a holiday. When I was about 10 years old, I developed that slogan for my life. And I, you know, God's proven me wrong on occasion. Some holidays aren't as, as exciting as others, but I do believe every day is a holiday and you accept what you have and make the best of it. I love it. So let's get to I'm it. I'm just grateful I got gas in the car before we hit the <laughs> negatives. <laughs> Little victories. So let's talk about the importance of relationships and how it's more than what you do, the families that you serve. It's all about the relationships that you build and how you cultivate them. We truly believe that we're in the relationship business. We're not in the financial business. We're not in the tax planning business. We're not in you know the insurance business. We're in the relationship business because of what we do is we understand, we like to understand what makes people tick. How do they think? And how can we build our plans around their thought process? And when we talk about their thought process, it's all about, What's their relationship with their families? What is their relationship to their health? We plug into those relationships and we want to understand them so that we can actually help them relieve some tension, okay? Because there's a lot of tension when you think about finances, when you think about death, when you think about all those things that are in our future, how can we plug into that relationship and help anyone we can? People always laugh. I say this every once in a while. We don't serve breadsticks here, but we truly believe everyone's family. You know that saying when you're here, you're family. Mm-hmm. It's not just when you're here. When you're a member of the Rick and Financial crew, you're a member of our family. Like every other family, you have to have some tough conversations sometimes. And so recently we were actually just in Garden Plain, Kansas, where my dad's from, and we were meeting with a bunch of our clients. And for the first time in a long time, when I was in our client appreciation event, I looked around and I realized that when I was there, I was family with 99.9% of the people (laughs) there because they are related to me. (laughs) Garden Plain's a thriving metropolis west of Wichita. It's got about 800 people. And and when you're from Garden Plain, you're either related to people by blood Mm -hmm. or related to people by marriage. So that's why I had to move to St. Louis to find my wife. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't marry on the family tree. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. We had the pleasure of spending quite a bit of time with all of our clients down there. And we like to try to go see them at least once a year. But we had some fun together doing a client appreciation event, which actually was pretty awesome because my great uncle, he owned a bar. It was called The Other Place because it was the second bar in town in Garden Plain, Kansas. And so since it was the second one, it was The Other Place. When we lost Uncle Ron a couple years ago, it became a bar and restaurant. And then a family who actually just moved from California opened it back up as a wood fire pizza restaurant. And it was just awesome to have new life and fun in Uncle Ron's bar, minus the smoke. He was a character. He smoked in the bar, even though you're not allowed to in the state of Kansas, but he did anyway. Because, because it was his bar. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And one of his favorite sayings, he always said, be happy, behave, or be gone. And that saying was etched on the mirror 
in the in his bar, and that's one of the things they actually left. So be happy, behavior be gone, and and we had a happy time. We all behaved, and then at the end of the day, we we left. And after that, we had the pleasure of spending quite a bit of time one on one with a lot of our clients while we were in town, and we had a lot of great conversations, and we had a lot of tough conversations while we were there too, because. You know, like I said, when you're in a family, sometimes you have to have some tough combos. And that's what I'm, I'm fascinated with, because with the families that you serve, what is on their mind right now? You say there are some tough mm-hmm. conversations. What are some of these conversations that you're having with your clients? Some of those tough conversations revolve around healthcare, mm-hmm. And a lot of people are focused on that because they've either had someone in their family or, you know, like a parent or a grandparent or an aunt or an uncle or somebody like that who has had to have uh, extra care or maybe they had dementia or Alzheimer's or they just needed extra care in the late later in their lives. So a lot of people are focused on that and, and they're worried about that. And we had to have those conversations. And what, what you do is you have to have those uncomfortable conversations because you need to plan for it. Because if you don't plan for it, nothing's going to happen. You can't just a wish and a prayer isn't a plan. My dad said when I was a kid, I'd wish for something. He said, you might as well wish in one hand and in the other because at least you'll have something in one hand. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but he said, but, but he said, if you have a wish, you need to plan for that uh, to get that item. Okay. So it's no different when we talk about our planning with, with respect to healthcare, we need to develop a plan and then execute that plan. And unfortunately we've recently had to execute that plan. And one of our clients needed extra help to pay for care. And we had already done the planning. So we were able to meet with them and put the extra income on the table for them to alleviate that stress. Yeah. And we already knew what their wishes would be because we had to have that tough conversation years Mm -hmm. ago about if you were one of the seven out of 10 people that's going to need long-term care one day, what would your wishes be for the type of care you want? And, you know, what does that look like for you? And when we can have those conversations and plan for it, it makes life a lot easier on everyone when you're in that situation because just existing on a day-to-day basis when you need extra care and when there's that much financial and medical stress on your family, anything you can do to relieve that burden is key. It puts their mind at ease yeah. knowing that there's something out there that's available to them. Yeah, but you know, having that conversation to get to that point in time. Not a lot of fun. No, it's not fun. And we understand when we have to have these types of conversations to plan for the future, there are two things for certain in life, right? Death and taxes. Yes, ma'am. Well, we can help you plan for those taxes, (laughs) but not many people want to talk about having a plan for death. We're an unusual family. We talk about death a lot, actually. And the reason for that is because my father-in-law is a mortician. He's a retired mortician. My wife's family's been in the funeral business forever and ever and ever in St. Louis. They uh, talked about death all the time. And when I married into that family, they talked about death because that was the family (laughs) business. I thought, this is really weird. But my wife, every day of her life, has read the obituaries. Okay, She read the obituaries because she wanted to know, Hey, is dad going to be able to make it to our swim meet tonight? Or has he got a funeral? Is he got, you know, or this weekend or whatever? I really thought, Um, Jerry, I really thought you were going to say, they would read the obituaries as like an ambulance chaser to call them up. And <laughs> <laughs> hey, I heard that Who do we have Frank the opportunity <laughs> to serve today? <laughs> so Uncle Fred died. Listen, y'all need some help. <laughs> That's right. Well, That's there right. may so, have been some of that. The only industry where your leads come from the obituary section. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's right. That's right. right so, so anyway, so I've been very comfortable talking about death. I wasn't initially. Uh, when I married into this family, but since then I've been very comfortable about it. So it's, it's so to oh, and for I, me, I mean, my entire life, it's just been a topic of conversation. So it's never been this taboo thing that people grow up with that you can't talk about because 
every time we're at a family dinner, people are talking about, you know, the funeral you went to and whatever. And just so it's nonchalantly, just, just like it's, it's yeah. talking about the weather. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep, that's, that's exactly yeah. right. That's yeah. Exactly and, you know, right. so, when you share faith with people, too, sometimes death isn't as scary of a topic, too, because, you know, we're able to look at it from that perspective as well. But that being said, the fear of the unknown can be paralyzing. And when people don't know when they're going out in the horizontal club, they might not want to have that conversation because yeah. they don't want to talk about it. They don't want to think about it. They don't want to think about their impending death one day. Right. And we like to put people's mind at ease by, you know, because we've, we're so comfortable talking about that. We mm -hmm. actually tell them, Hey, we're comfortable talking about this because of this, because mm -hmm. of the family mm -hmm. history. And I think that kind of is an icebreaker to that relationship building in, in that aspect of life or death. When you're having the conversations with the families that you serve, about death how do you start that conversation and like what's the end goal that you're trying to help the families that you serve when talking about death what are you trying to help them with so that's a great question so it starts with long-term care planning because we always want to make sure if you did need long-term care that we're covering those bases but it also before that is even in the picture it starts with every conversation we have with you the first time we meet with you do mm -hmm. you have beneficiaries in place because i could drop dead right now. I could walk outside, get hit by a bus that slides on the ice and we're done. You know, anything can happen at any point in time. So you got to make sure that you're always prepared for the future. So one of the first conversations we have with every single person we meet is, do you have your beneficiaries designated and are they up to date? And have you met with an estate planning attorney to do some form of estate planning and make sure it's in place? Do you have a durable power of attorney and a healthcare directive so that there is someone in your life who can make your health and financial decisions if you're incapacitated or deceased. And so we go through a lot of these discussions because that's kind of baseline for us. You need to make sure you at least have your bases covered so that if something were to happen to you right now, someone could be in control and hopefully your accounts are going to have to go through probate. And we always look at you know how much debt you have. What, your, what are your obligations? What are your future income obligations to your family? And are you covered with current assets or do you need some form of life insurance as well? So we look at all the different aspects of that. And we always try to plan for age 100. You know, we know that we're not all going to get on the smuckers jar, Yeah, but we plan for that. Yeah. And so when we're talking about life insurance, you really have to talk about death because you typically have traditional life insurance for death benefit. And so that really is kind of the lead in for this conversation. It's not some scary topic. We're going to sit down and say, hey, you have to talk to us about death. But when we talk about life insurance and making sure your family's protected because GoFundMe is not life insurance. I'll say it again. GoFundMe is not life insurance. Amen. So Thank true. you. Amen. So when we have that conversation, it just kind of leads into the nonchalant conversation about making sure you have your bases covered if you're not around today. Educate me on this as we're talking about getting your end of life material together. What is the difference between an estate plan, a will, and a trust? They're each different, but they're kind of the same? Primarily living trust. You hear about living trusts and wills. Okay, mm -hmm. Both of those will avoid probate, and that's the end goal of estate planning. When you talk about estate planning, you can actually do that without a will and without a trust. You can do it with beneficiary designations and transfer upon death designations, those kinds of things. It all depends upon what assets you have. So what we do is we rely on some experts who are who are estate planning attorneys. In their expertise, what would they do? But the differences really between a will and a trust. A will is after you're gone, this is what happens. A trust is while you're here, this is what happens. The most important thing for a young couple, for instance, to do is to have a living trust. And people don't think about that. They think about, oh, trusts are for older people. Mm -hmm. No, trusts are for younger people. 
especially if they're parents. If they are parents and they have these little tykes running around their house and they both got hit by that proverbial bus, what happens? Mm -hmm. The courts decide who the next of kin gets these kids and raises these kids, not the parents of those children who are the ones in the best position to make those decisions. They don't get to make that decision. But if you have a living trust, you designate who your children are going to be raised by. And, yeah, and, I mean, the court doesn't have key. a relationship with your family. So the court doesn't know if the next of kin is the best person for your kids to be raised by. Right. You know, so you've got to make sure you have that covered. Right. And in that trust, you can name that trust as a beneficiary as well. And a trust is a very fluid document. The trust itself has beneficiaries. So money goes into the trust. Beneficiaries are recipients of that money, but it's all based upon what your goals, wants, and desires are and who gets that money in the end. And the most important facet of trust planning, if, if you put a trust in place, first of all, you have to meet with an attorney and pay a good chunk of change mm -hmm. to get it taken care of. Then you need to make sure you fund your trust. And we have so many conversations where people will say, I can't afford to fund my trust. Oh my gosh, I just paid thousands of dollars to put it in place. Now I have to pay to fund it? Well, it doesn't mean that you have to pay to fund the trust. That just means the owner of your asset that wants to live and breathe in this trust needs to change from Heidi Rick and Provost to Heidi Rick and Provost Trust. You just simply need to name your assets in the trust name. And that's what funding is. So that's also a big common misconception for people. They don't understand funding doesn't take money. It takes, well, it might be, I don't know, 20 bucks or whatever to change the title of some, sure. some of these things, but it takes titling your asset in the trust name. And that's the mistake that we see the most with people when they go through estate planning and they come in there. They're so excited because they come in, they say, here's our trust. We say, okay, great. Well, where are your bank statements? Let's see your, you know, your investment statements. And we look at those investment statements, those bank statements, they're still in their name jointly. And we say, okay, well, this isn't in the trust. And that's when they come up with, well, we can't afford to fund the trust. What, what do you mean it's not in the trust? It's a little education. That's all sure. all that's needed. A little education, a little homework, and a little roll up your sleeves and get this done and let's document it all so that what you put into place is actually in place. So I'm coming to see you for the first time. I'm getting serious about what you call it, the horizontal club? Yes. Because yes. <laughs> <laughs> you're not out until you're out horizontally, <laughs> you know? <laughs> What would you say is the most important to take care of initially? Making sure that if something happened to you immediately, what would happen financially to your wife and your kids? So that includes making sure you have life insurance in place. And when we say life insurance, enough life insurance, because a lot of people say, well, I've got three times my salary at work. That's nothing compared to the next 30 years of earning yeah. mm -hmm. that you're going to, you are going to provide for your family plus paying for educations for your kids, if that's what your desire is, plus paying off your debts, those add up very, very quickly. And people underestimate because they say, oh, my employer's taking care of that. And that's not the case. Yeah. If you don't have anything outside of whatever you automatically get at your employer, you are most likely underinsured and need a little bit more life insurance. And you know what? The younger you are, term life insurance is cheaper and it makes more sense. So you got to make sure you have that in place because like I said, GoFundMe is not life insurance. You don't want to be a mom or a dad that leaves behind your spouse and your children that have to rely on other people to help push them back up and yeah. get them you know, squared away when you're gone. And when you come to see us, we want both of you to come to see us too because we mm -hmm. want to have these discussions in the open. 
with both of you so both of you understand what the risks are. And alternatively, if you're not in a relationship, it's incredibly important for us to have these conversations too, because you may not have someone that the courts would appoint as your next of kin to make medical and financial decisions for you. So Mm -hmm. we're going to be asking you if you have those POAs in place, because you need to really make sure that you have someone in your life that you trust is going to do right by you and make the right decisions too. There's a lot of layers to it too. And there's questions. I know people have a lot of questions. They can always reach out to you, rickandfinancial.com. I was very lucky when my dad passed away he had cancer and passed away but he had everything taken care of and you'd be amazed how much stress that took off of a grieving family and you know oh, when you absolutely. said when we talk about death it's not a comfortable conversation but it's one that needs to be had if you mm-hmm. take anything away from this week's show i want you to know two things and i love that heidi just said it and she said it again gofundme is not life insurance Remember that. (laughs) And there's nothing worse than y'all. You'll be scrolling social media and you'll say, hey, you know, my dad passed away. We need some help paying for his funeral. That breaks my heart. I hate seeing that. Yeah, me too. And something as simple Mm -hmm. as life insurance and a conversation with someone like yourself could change that. And something else that I'm going to steal, I'm going to take it with me. Be happy, behave, or be gone. Oh, yeah. I love that. that. rickandfinancial.com to meet the team to schedule these consultations and I love that you said that they're not comfortable but they gotta be had oh yeah that's right you got that right Jerry Rickon Heidi Rickon Provost thank you so much and thank you for listening we'll be back with another edition of Kicking with the Rickens Redefining Retirement Insurance products are offered through the insurance business Rick and Financial LLC. Rick and Financial LLC is also an investment advisory practice that offers products and services through Impact Partnership Wealth LLC, a registered investment advisor. IPW does not offer insurance products. The insurance products offered by Rick and Financial LLC are not subject to investment advisor requirements. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual situation. Rick and Financial LLC is not permitted to offer and no statement made during the show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Rick and Financial LLC.